everyone. Hi, hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm here with return guest, Esther Pavitsky. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. I didn't know if I was going to go little Esther or Esther Pavitsky. And then, and then my, I just made a choice. I, I made a bold choice and I committed to it. I'm glad that you did that because a lot of times people ask me and I think they're expecting me to have this really clear answer and mm-hmm. I just don't care. Like, call me whatever. You know, they're both – one's a nickname and one's my name. And if my nickname is more comfortable for you, that's fine. So, Or my real name. They're both good. But who are you to you? <laughs> <laughs> that's like the actor studio question. Yeah. Who – like when you dream, are you little Esther <laughs> or are you Esther Pavitsky? That's hilarious. So – <laughs> Um, welcome back. Yay. You were first on the show in 2014 mm-hmm. and then you've come back a That's few times. So long ago. I know. I Crazy. thought there had been another episode, but then I was looking. I know that you did the Thursday show. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. Um, but I think it's been since 2014 that you've come on and done this, 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 where we peel back the layers yeah. of your mind and really get in there. But we, I've done your yeah, show. Yeah, you a were on times. my show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, a lot to catch up on. Um, you have a new podcast. Yes. You have a new show coming out. Yes. You're on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. You're still doing your old podcast. You have an adorable dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're very into uh, beauty products. I know. It's so bad. That's what your new podcast is about. Yes. Because uh, I was listening and I'm like, we have got to talk because I, I have my skin. I don't know what's going on with it right now. So it looks great. Mm, that <laughs> is smoke and mirrors. <laughs> There's like, there's some dryness, there's oiliness, there's a whole, whole crop of zits. I really don't know. But let's wait. Let's talk about that in a moment. First, Alone Together. Yes. When does that come out and what is that? So Alone Together is a TV show that's coming out on Freeform, which is the network that used to be called ABC Family. And then they gave themselves this weird name that is Freeform. It's kind of embarrassing. But Why did they do that? Do you um, know? I think they were just decided they wanted to rebrand and be... and Because the name ABC Family just sounds so dorky and mm-hmm. it's not... There's like, I don't know, just a family... Right. It sounds like, oh, it's just Seventh Heaven reruns. Yeah. It's not like that... I think they decided they they wanted to change and get away from that and become like more. I don't I don't know exactly what you would describe what they are because like their big shows are Pretty Little Liars and um, the Bold Type is their new show. It's about like wim- like feminist young women. Um, it to me kind of reminds me of like MTV when I was younger because it had like the cool like female type shows, and then it, like our show feels more like on the comedy central side of things but um yeah so they're just rebranding and then that's the network that we went with and our show is called alone together and it's based on a short film that me and my friend shot which was just like about our platonic male female friendship as like because we i met him his name is benji aflalo and i met him when uh, we started stand up at the comedy store and 
we just like have been best friends for eight years, but we've never kissed like nothing. It's just completely platonic and mm-hmm. people are always like, what? Why don't you guys just have sex? But it's like <laughs> so lame and easy to say and it's not what we want to do, even though we like sleep in the same bed and like do a lot of, you know, he plucks my mustache hairs like and so it's the show is about that. And he's also a rich kid from Beverly Hills and I'm like kind of white trash from Illinois. And mm-hmm. so it's just like that plays into the dynamic and it's just kind of about our lives. But it's not about stand up at all <laughs> that's my big quote about it it's not about stand-up do you play a character named esther i do yeah and is she you yeah but but she doesn't do stand-up or it just doesn't focus on stand-up we just like maybe we have we have one episode where we go on a road trip that's for a stand-up gig but that's like as close to it as you get you know there's a lot i think there's a lot of shows where it's like about like the stories are about the grind of stand-up and stuff and we just didn't we didn't really find that in our writer's room like we just wanted to do kind of other storylines about our our, about our lives outside of stand-up and when does that come out it comes out in january on freeform we don't have a date yet but it'll be i know it seems like forever that's so exciting yay i follow you on instagram everyone should follow you on instagram oh thank you remind me your instagram name esther monster yes yes and i remember seeing pictures a while it was when i was pregnant or when were you shooting it? Uh, we shot it like April through uh, June. Okay. It wasn't when I was pregnant. Could then. have been the writer's room though that you saw. I don't know. It was some... some or the pilot. <laughs> I've lost all track of time. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew that this was happening for you. And I was so excited for you because I remember running into you in the parking garage. Yeah, remember I remember that? that. Um, I was leaving a meeting with my agent and you had who were you there to see like your manager my managers yeah and we ran into each other in the parking garage and although i was validated we sat in my car and talked for so long that my validation ran out oh my god and i'm that, so sorry no, i like owe you money that's you owe terrible. me like six dollars oh my god <laughs> no 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 it, that's what i'm saying i lost track of time because it was so I good to talk too. to you and you told me a phrase that i always think about which is meeting hangover like after you have a bunch of meetings that oh. and, but now i I, despite the fact that I said I always remember it, I'm forgetting specifically what it means, but I know that it spoke to me at the time. Um, just the like feeling of having had too many meetings in a row. Oh, yeah. And then you also feel like, what did I say? And did I, like, did they, those people clearly hate me? Like, there's just so many weird things that you can feel right. after doing that. And you just feel so like vulnerable and like your dignity is gone. So I think we were talking about that. But I bring up all of that to say, that I feel like having your own show has probably been a dream of yours for a long time, right? Yes. This this is like, I am wildly shocked that it happened. Like it was, so, it's been a lot of fun and like such a huge learning experience. But yeah, I never in a million years like actually thought it would go down. So I'm thank you for saying that. I'm very excited. Did you feel like, oh my God, it's all happening? You know... No, like I never felt that way because it's funny, like when I thought like, oh my God, one maybe one day like I'll have a show and like I'll be getting my makeup done every morning and like, you know, you think about all those trailer with like, your name on it. <laughs> yeah, like I, I always like fantasized about those things and then I remember halfway through like thinking, oh, this is happening, but I don't feel any of those things I thought I would feel mm-hmm. like I don't. I'm not like excited. Like it it wasn't like the glamorous part of it that I fantasize about, like totally 
was not there. Why do you think that is? I think just because I was so, it was so busy. Like, what was the pitching process? Like, how did it all come about and turn into this thing where there were all these other people involved? Yeah. Uh, so we had shot our short film. Probably, I wonder if it was around when I like a, when I came when we here saw last. Yeah, maybe twenty fourteen ish or something. Twenty third, maybe I think it was like f- maybe August. And did you shoot that with specific ambitions? Kind of, yeah. We were at, uh, me and Benji were at a party for Brody Stevens' uh, premiere for his Comedy Central show. We were just kind of like bouncing around and having fun. And then um, this writer, Mike Gibbons, came up to us, who I haven't even seen since then. But he was like, um, he was like, you guys are a show. Look at you two, weird, funny. Like he just like, gave <laughs> us this like weird little pep talk. And also that night, I <laughs> like I walked out of the bathroom at the party and like from Benji's point of view like this is the story he tells is that Zach Galifianakis like beeline towards me to come talk to me and I think like the combination of that and then Mike Gibbons what he said to us like it, like I think Benji it really clicked for him that he wanted to work with me and I, I'm always like I've always been like I'll work with anyone like I'll do it you know mm-hmm. I like love this so I'll just do it. and so we just like really that night came together and we're like we're gonna make something and then like months if not a year's worth of prepping and figuring out how and writing it and then like figuring out if we were gonna just have an outline or gonna have a script and like just all those like little things and then we reached out to this amazing guy Jacob Pinger who was the DP on my MTV pilot years back and we're like hey can you help us make this can you DP it and he's like hey how can I direct it and we're like hell yeah this was self-financed yeah and so but like for the on the cheap you know as cheap as you can go because we you know didn't really have money to do that um and but Jacob Pinger like fortunately is amazing and made it like to me that would never have happened without him Mm -hmm. and he made it look good and just took over like helped us with all the producing aspects of it and then we shot that short film we shot it i think for like two or three days uh in malibu and in west hollywood at the comedy store and then for a while we didn't know what we were gonna do with it and then we we put it online and I think we first, oh, my agent sent it out to like a bunch of producers because I was like, I want to, you know, have a production company or someone like, let's try and pitch this thing. As a TV show. Yeah. And no one was interested. So we didn't get any meetings. And then like the last. Did they say why? No. They're just like, pass, 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 pass. (laughs) And then we got one meeting and it was at uh, the Lonely Islands Company. And we met with Billy Rosenberg and Jason Zero and Billy now he's no longer with uh the lonely island he's at hulu now but we just had this meeting and we were like me and benji were like um yeah we're just gonna be real like no one else would meet with us (laughs) we were just fully our like here's what's up and just like being ourselves and you know it was not a meeting where you have a meeting hangover because you're just like here it's this is the real deal and we just like ended up having a really fun time and then was that different than how you had been in the other meetings well we didn't have any other meetings oh Oh, right oh so they they passed before yeah everybody passed okay passed on taking a meeting with us and then we um we were just like having a good time with them and i felt like we really connected with them and then like I remember Jason walked us out and took the elevator down with us and we, we just like had <laughs> so much fun and then we're like that went really well but there's like no way and then that night we found they were gonna 
they wanted to produce the project with us. So that was like one hurdle we got past. And then for a while, we're deciding what to do, blah, blah, blah. We And then we attached um, a more experienced writer, our friend Evan Russell, and then we pitched it to a bunch of places. We, we ended up selling it everywhere. And then we ended up going with Freeform. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It was, it was so wait, who were, uh, can you say who else you sold it to? I don't think it's like friendly cool. to say that, yeah. but it was a very difficult choice to to decide who where to go, but we right. ended, ultimately ended up going with Freeform because it felt like they they were the only place where there was a high level person in the room with us. Like mm-hmm. at certain places they would on our like emails it said like so and so will be in the room and then like that person just like dropped everyone off and then left like so there was a lot of i just felt like there was so much excitement at freeform and that's kind of ultimately why we ended up there and when you sold it to everyone um were you pitching the short film and the people that were attached or had you reshot something? No, we, we were actually talking about reshooting for a while because at the time, I don't know if they still do this, but Lonely Island's company had like all this money to create shorts and that's what they were, that was their business model was financing projects. But And so for a while we're like, well, maybe we'll reshoot it and we we're talking about that for months and months and then finally I'm like, I don't think we should do like I, I don't remember who actually it was, it was me or Billy but one of us was like let's just pitch it as is and I'm really glad that we ended up doing that um and yeah is the film still online it is yeah it's on Vimeo it's just called Alone Together and it's up on Vimeo I think it's easy to find if people watch it will that give them a taste of what the show's totally. gonna be like yeah so really there's never been any sort of confused feelings between the two of you no never and and you think he would say that too? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's to the point where like people are always like, "Does your boyfriend think it's weird that you're like hanging out and talking to this guy all the time?" And it's like it really is to the point where it's like insulting to Benji how <laughs> much he doesn't care. Like it just doesn't. I mean, yeah, right. There's the, nothing there. The fact that your boyfriend sees him as like not a threat at all. Yeah, and it's funny too because when I will have like spent time with other men who are potentially a threat like not not but like who he's like oh he'll like say something like that and i'm like it is i like start screaming i'm like it's so crazy like that i share a bed with benji like we facetime silently for hours but like i just (laughs) took a walk with it's like so like i said it's insulting to benji how Uh non-threatening he is um but yeah i really see him as family you know we i see him as like a brother I, I almost seem as like my twin brother like mm-hmm. we fight a lot there's always gonna be time like we go through periods where we don't speak um but we go through periods where we're like facetiming like i said for five hours like i forget he forgets i'm there i forget you know it's there's just like we've like broke through to a like very familial relationship right and crazy ex-girlfriend which i'm such a fan of that show oh my God. so it just it sweetens the pot that you're on there too oh thank you well you know what i we skipped past because you're such a good interview and we're talking so much but you said that you were looking at my instagram and you were so happy for me well i could like break out crying because i feel that i've been doing the same thing oh. with you your baby elliot right yeah he so thank you cute i'm like so happy that you got pregnant and that you had him and like i just can't believe it. it's like it gives me the chills like oh my god it, it's happened like do you feel that way like thank you I can't believe <laughs> so, it. that's it's funny that we're both asking each other these questions because i'm looking at you with your tv show and i'm like oh my god it happened <laughs> like so 
we're kind of living two different parts of uh of a life. Yeah. Um it y- yes, I do oftentimes like even today I was holding him and I was looking down and I'm like I can't believe he's here. Yeah. I can't believe this um baby that we tried so hard to bring into the world because I did I mean my listeners know but if there's um new listeners listening I did IVF and it was a very long process and definitely didn't know if I was going to be able to get pregnant or not and then I did so it's crazy to me that now he's here and he's like almost six months old and I'm a mom and like that's very um on the one hand it's it's crazy because I can, it feels like just yesterday that I was going through all that stuff. I mean, it was very recent. Um, I feel that way too. Every time, every time I see him on your Instagram, I think about how you were having a hard time and it's like, it's just, it, it's cheesy to say, but it is a miracle. Like it's so, it's incredible. It makes me so happy because it's, you know, especially when you don't know if it's going to happen and then it happens and it's like, clearly the best thing ever it's just so cool thank you yeah thank you um it is hard though (laughs) it is so hard and i've talked about this at length on on my show but the transition to motherhood and then just the actual taking care of a baby is hard oh my god but i think that's like and i'm sure some people are gonna uh wrinkle their nose that i'm comparing these two things comparing having a baby and having a tv show but they are they are both things that people dream about Mm -hmm. um and and when you get there, they're not yeah, the way you thought and the they reality would be, is, and they're challenging. Right, right. And the reality is the actual experience of it is different. It's yeah. different than what you think it's going to be. 100%. And there are good days and there are mm-hmm. bad days. And yes. <laughs> right. Um, I know for me, though, in terms of, shoot, of, of TV stuff and shooting, um, there have been things I've done where I'm like, be like soak it all in live in this moment appreciate what's happening this has been something you've dreamed about for a while with also the realization of like but i'm actually not really enjoying myself like i want to be and i'm going to be happy with the finished product but actually right now i just want to go home yeah i think that's i totally hear that like i i I feel that way with almost everything you know even with stand-up there's i still feel sometimes before i go on like i don't want to i'm scared i want to just stay in my room you know I still have that a lot of times with stuff I mean like who doesn't just want to be home on the couch like I don't (laughs) understand anyone that doesn't oh isn't always like aspiring to that there are true extroverts who don't always want to do that right and I guess to some extent of course that's not really true I wanted we all want to do other things too but it uh, does kind of always come back to like oh it'd be nice to like sit on the couch and watch (laughs) you know I'd rather be doing that but sometimes I think it's the extremes that I like like I'd rather be home in my pajamas or wearing an uncomfortable for television bra shooting like doing live tv it's the in between the the like dinner party that I'm like I don't know even though I actually every time I go to a dinner party I'm glad I went I feel like my favorite thing is but I guess maybe this is more on the extreme and not the in-between but like my aside from like a step up from couch tv pajamas ice cream or whatever is like just at Target or at Whole Foods or like just like buying groceries and buying like cleaning supplies and yeah I that's like I feel like my safe place. My friend Jenna loves Target. Yeah. I have talked before. The Hollywood Target 
as soon as I'm there, I'm like, I can't wait to get out of here. But there are other targets I like. And in general, I like I like grocery stores. Yeah. I really like to walk up and down the aisles of a grocery store. Yeah. There, I, I don't know if it's like soothing because it's like something I've done my whole life mm-hmm. or if I just like food and I like buying <laughs> things and consumerism, which all that is all that can be true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is another safe place for sure. So Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Ugh, it's just the best show, right? Like it, I, just I love, love it. it so much. I can't wait for it to come back. I had Rachel Bloom on. Ugh. She's amazing. She is she is a legend. She's iconic in every way. Like every time I see her on set, I'm just like, ugh, I love, she's just so cool. <laughs> she's so pretty and cool. So you play Maya. Yes. You play one of her coworkers. Yeah, I play a paralegal in the office. I'm like kind of dorky and uh Rebecca Bunch is kind of like low key my obsession and my icon. <laughs> that's yeah. It was that written into the script? It's not, but I know like that's kind of what I hear and I've heard uh Melina who's the wardrobe head of wardrobe like she says always says like when she's worn doing a fitting it's like Maya's style icon is is Rebecca. <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh yeah." So how did you get involved in the show? And what's it like working on the show? Um, I just auditioned for it and working on it is truly my happy place. And that's like, it's so much fun. It's like, it's so funny. Everyone there is so cool. And it's just really, it is like one of those shows where it's just like a super positive environment and super positive experience. And you got to do, have you done more than one musical number? Yeah. Yes. What are those like? Those are really fun. Um, Kat, the choreographer, is she's great. It's uh, it really that's like almost feels to me like musical theater summer camp vibes because you just like everyone's rehearsing together and like it, it everyone's just kind of like a musical theater dork and people are singing and it's it is really fun. Which one? Because I know that you and Daryl. Yeah, White Feather. Yeah, That's his name, right? Pete Gardner had so funny. had one that was just the two of you, right? We did like a little dance. We had a, a storyline that was just about us, and you know, Pete Gardner. He plays Daryl, and he's the boss. And I'm like, I, for a while in season one, I or yeah, I, I don't remember if it was season one and two, but I was kind of the butt of his anger, mm-hmm. and he always picked on me. And so in season two and episode six we had like kind of our big moment to address why he was picking on me right and that culminated in us sneaking into a party together that rachel's character was throwing and then we did our like goofy little dance together so i know when i was watching i was like this is big for esther yeah (laughs) (laughs) like she's getting a lot of screen time here yeah that was a really great episode it does seem like your character is getting um is becoming a bigger and bigger part of the show. Is that the case or has this always been planned? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know how that all works out in their writer's room. I'm, you know, I'm certainly an outsider, but um, in that regard, but yeah, I, they have a lot of, a, it's a really big cast. And so I never know when I'm coming back or anything like that. But mm-hmm. whenever I do, I'm like so happy because it's just, it's so good. And now my super crazy ex-girlfriend, super fan question. Yeah. How did you feel about Greg leaving? Did you have thoughts on it? You know, I, I'm curious. How did you feel? I was bummed. I liked him. Yeah. At first I was, my initial reaction was like, are you serious? Like what? I didn't think he was really going to leave, but then he did. And then I, I don't know if it was when Rachel Bloom was on this show or if it was another interview where she's like, well, his story's kind of done. 
I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely a like, whoa. But I will say that I think the new, like, you know, there's a, a new character on the show this year and and the end of last year. Oh, right. Yes, yeah. I do like him a lot too. Like, I, I like him so much that I looked him up as maybe I have a crush on him. Yeah, so I, like, it's really, I have this weird experience on that show where, like, I'm friend like i'm friends with everyone there and everything is like normal and cool but then whenever i see rachel bunch and i mean rebecca bunch and nathaniel who's played by scott michael foster whenever those two are interacting i'm like oh there's that's like so hot like i get like so turned on by their their interactions like it's really weird because it's like I'm there and I'm watching it and mm-hmm. it's like as soon as the cameras are off, it's like, well, we're all like silly. But when it's rolling, they like are so their vibe is so sexy to me. It's just like, like they have crazy chemistry. It's just like triggering in all the right ways. Like it's so <laughs> well, I think it's their chemistry and then just like that dynamic. Like it's so ugh, I, I yes, <laughs> I watch just for that. <laughs> well, I'm very excited for it to come back. Me too. October 13th on the CW. Brother. And I only recently discovered that the guy who plays the father, I forget his name, Renee Grube, is that his name? Um is is the actor's name. Oh, the Renee. guy who plays uh-huh. the um the cool reverend. Yeah. His wife in real life. I know. From uh is Briga. the actress, yeah, from great news yes and who was also in love yes Brie which you were in. Yeah. i know that it's blew my mind world. too when i realized that i was like oh my because i love both of them so much they're just and yeah they're they're a very cool power couple so glowing up your new podcast glowing up is my new podcast i co-host it with caroline goldfarb she runs the instagram account official sean penn which is like super funny memes about celebrities and she was a writer on alone together and that's I had known her previously, but that's how we like bonded. And like truly, I think she and I, like when we teamed up in the writer's room, it was like everyone's nightmare because we would just be so, <laughs> I mean, that's not true. People would laugh, but like, I just feel like us together, you know, when you like meet someone and you together, like, like you just feel like you to start doing silly things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's like kind of the vibe we had. I didn't explain that well at all, but um we just like had so much fun and then we decided that we wanted to do a podcast together and have it be about because we both share like love and sick obsession with makeup like celebrity diets any (laughs) diets exercise like just any kind of like really super girly talk and so that it made the most sense for us to do a podcast about it and it's like been our like life's joy every time we do it and everything we do about it we started it has a facebook group now and we have an instagram account and um it just like we feel like we're building this whole community of like women and like anyone who's into like beauty and all that stuff i didn't know that it was pronounced nix oh and yx yeah i always thought it had something to do with new york i think it was i, th- I thought, thought that it was, too you did yeah yeah, yeah they, but no it's nix yeah we talked a lot about nix which is this like very budget-friendly drugstore makeup line. Uh, Caroline did a NYX haul in our first episode. And then um, the episode this week, we we talked about cardio last – I mean, we talk about all this stuff all the time. But, um, yeah, we have one coming out on Tuesday that I'm really excited about where we introduce this idea of this 
I'll just talk about it quickly. I, or we, you can talk about <laughs> it for a long time. We have for a long time. We've had this like desire, this like secret obsession and desire with going to Paris, like literally flying to Paris, arriving at 7 a.m. or whatever on a Saturday morning going to this big French pharmacy drugstore where you can get like all this amazing makeup, going to lunch after and then flying back. So it's like this, just you go all the way to Paris just to go to buy budget makeup and go back. (laughs) Obviously, when we crunch the numbers, it doesn't really (laughs) make any sense. And I've never been to Paris, so it'd be really stupid to just (laughs) leave. And you think all like, you think it through like, traveling sucks and you're the last thing you're going to want to do is turn around and get back on a plane Mm -hmm. but that's this like fantasy that we have and we're going to talk all about this on this week's episode i just wonder why the rush like why 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 is that necessary that comes up a lot especially from caroline and i'll (laughs) tell you because this the whole point of it is just to do a trip where you just do that okay that's like the point well i think there i i feel like I don't know where I've heard about them, but I feel like there are shopping trips that people go on. I, I don't just mean the average consumer goes on them. Like I feel like, like let's say you, um, your company is making bedspreads, so you might go on a shopping trip just to buy fabric oh. all the way across the world. Now you wouldn't need to do this anymore because there's the internet. But right. I feel like people do that. That's a thing people do. Well, the other thing is that a lot of these French beauty products are available on Amazon now, <laughs> so it, it almost makes no sense. It's just purely like for your commitment to the French drugstore beauty product What game. is the name of this drugstore? I think it's just called The Pharmacy. Mm. And does it have a plus sign? Is yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Or French Pharma or something like that. But it's like the main big pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And Caroline has been there so she's the one who told me about it and then I was like we should just go just because I, ha- I don't know I have like I like doing silly things like that like being at Walgreens for um, for when New Year's Eve the clock strikes midnight just like say you t- ring in the New Year at Walgreens like just like lame things <laughs> Have you like done that? that? Yeah. Just <laughs> things like that where it's, it's just like stupid things that a teenager does to kill time. <laughs> I want to take it I spent level. New Year there was one year where the clock struck midnight as I was putting on lip gloss in the bathroom and I was like no I don't feel like I'm in a rush to get out there. <laughs> I was at a party so I was being social but I went to the bathroom and then I was still in there when midnight happened and I was just like eh, that's whatever. Fine. Yeah. So be it. Yeah. So as I was listening to Glowing Up, what I was wondering is, because you were talking about your passion for makeup. Yeah. Where do you keep all of it and how organized is it? Now, full disclosure, I've seen your house, which is amazing. You had just moved in when I saw it pretty recently. Um, And I think... You had your own room for all your clothes and makeup, right? So I guess maybe I can answer my own question. It's yeah, I have my own bedroom and I that's where all my stuff is, but it is far from organized. Really? I I want it I want you to have like a thousand lucite containers with tiny drawers. I know you do, and I want that too, Allison. <laughs> we, we I do <laughs> I want it so badly and I have one of those like little clear plastic drawer things and I have like Do you have drawer dividers at the very least? You know, I, it's a, what we're working with is a major mess. And I, my like best foot forward at this is that I just have, I try to kind of 
roughly know where things are. And then the products that I'm using regularly, I just have those out on my dresser. So that's like, but I need... Out in a mess or in an organized way? A little somewhere in between. So I ultimately like need to just spend time on a project that is me like because a lot of those makeup girls when you see they do like makeup tours of their or my beauty room tour they have those like classic ikea it's just like a big white shelf and it has white drawers and that's like they have like okay all my highlighters are in here and all my eyeshadow palettes are in here like ultimately one day that's the goal Mm -hmm. but I just haven't figured it out maybe I need to watch these and oh yeah go to YouTube I'm, I'm very disorganized well, there's a lot of YouTube organizing people out there, but I don't watch them. But if you go and like watch Kathleen Lights or Jacqueline Hill or any of the big beauty gurus, um, like my beauty room tour, if you just type that in, you'll see and they'll show you how they're doing it. You've mentioned that you're into um, YouTube beauty yeah. people. Oh, yeah. What I basically am in love with Kathleen Lights. I need to watch her. Oh, my God. She's the coolest girl ever. How do you feel about Swamp Girl? I don't know. Do you know who that is? is? Bunny Meyer is her name. Um, She came out like she did a. a, (laughs) I'm going to open my mouth and speak (laughs) inarticulately about something I know nothing about. Story of my life. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She did something with Tarte Cosmetics where she put out a palette that was like branded her and Tarte. Are you talking about Graveyard Girl? Yes. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I still am. Not Swamp Girl. I know who she is and I'm not into it. Really? Not my preference, personally. I think her fans are called Swamp. Swamp is in there somewhere. I believe you. Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, go on. No. Why? Why? Because she's like the only one I know. Oh my God, no. Okay, to me, there's like two types of YouTubers. There's the ones where you go on their channel and like, hey, everybody, oh my God, and today it was like that. And they're just like- Oh, that is her, yeah. Their energy is like Mm -hmm. so- crazy that you have to just like shut your laptop so fast because you're like ah get it away from me it's like too much yeah and then there are youtubers who are just like hey everyone like welcome back to my channel today and it's like or some varying degree of that mm-hmm. version it's like calm yeah to me like graveyard girl is the ultimate like well i'm gonna spill this on my shirt and see what happens and then there's like people who are just more of a real person and some of them get like really excited and so whatever they're just people but yeah to me I'm not into the like, like over the top YouTuber, yeah, like be a person and then I'm in kind of thing. That's, but if that's you, it's just not my preference. No offense. I don't know if I have a preference. I just assumed they were all like her, except that periodically I will go to YouTube just to look up how do you do this or, mm. and instructional videos oftentimes aren't over the top. Yeah. I think I had that as well for a long time that relationship with youtube where i just assumed everyone was like an annoying crack head who was <laughs> appealing to nine-year-olds yeah. yeah and then once i like kind of really dove in and found the people that are right for me now i now i get it and i'm like fully a youtube fan and watch it every day all right even though i'm 29 <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna write who, who do i need to watch kathleen lights kathleen Lights. And then Jacqueline Hill and Jeffree Star are really popular, but they're not... For me, it's all about Kathleen. Okay. She's just like normal, honest, trustworthy. Like, I just really... I really connect with her. (laughs) (laughs) Have you always been into super girly things? And I don't say that in... It's not a a judgment or a pejorative. No, no. 
no is the the answer because I know when I was very little, I hated dresses and dolls and was like very defiant against those things. Would never wear pink. That was my least favorite color. And I think it's because my mom really wanted me to mm-hmm. be girly. And I was just like, absolutely not. I'm a dog named Jacob. Like I made everyone call me Jacob when I was little. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I thought I, I, all my, and food, you were a dog. Yeah. And all my food had to be on the floor. Like I fully was a dog named Jacob for like a long time. How has this never come up when I've <laughs> talked to you before? <laughs> so um, I definitely did not start out girly at all. And then I think high school I got into makeup because like everyone gets into Mac, everyone that I knew. And um, that's like I kind of bonded with my mom on that front. Like I just remember buying like Mac eyeshadow palettes and stuff like that. And then when I moved to when I went away to college, I got less in- into it. And then by the time I got to LA, I just, I don't know why, but I just was like, get rid of, I just like got rid of everything. I remember I gave, I'm like, mom, throw these away. I don't like, I just stopped wearing makeup for like eight years. I just like totally didn't give a shit about it and was not into it. Do you think it had to do with, um, because you were so into stand up, yeah. which is about being real? I do. I think cause like, I just never wanted to like get dolled up mm-hmm. or, and I just was so devoted and committed to that that i just didn't feel like i needed to wear makeup do you think you would have been treated differently if you were dolled up um i don't i don't know and i shouldn't say i know that i i wore black eyeliner on the top of my eyes for a long time i that i think i stayed but like i kept but like eyeshadow brushes any face makeup like i just completely Mm -hmm. threw out um and yeah, I don't know if it was like a rebellious side of me or like just that I was lazy or was just too focused. I don't know what it was, but I think I just or if I decided I was bad at makeup and didn't want to even try. I right. don't know. I just like totally I think. Yeah, I think a part of it is, though, that if you are a woman in comedy and you're like relying on sex appeal, it's looked it's frowned upon, mm-hmm. which I agree with at the time. But now I feel like I should be whoever I want to be and not feel like i have to dress like a boy right even though i still do sometimes that's just my style but like jeans and a t-shirt but um but then last year i started to um watch beauty youtubers just kind of fell into it because a a girlfriend of mine had told me about somebody to watch i think she gave me like a a lipstick and then was like oh this is this beauty youtuber whatever and so then it just like then I, I just started watching it so much and also this was at a time in my life where i was really really anxious mm-hmm. about a lot of things like everything you know things that were this is like politically and like all the stuff that started happening really just like i nothing was safe to me mm-hmm. i was there was no safe space like and comedy couldn't really be a fun escape for me because that was like kind of my job and there was also anxiety that went along with that and you know i think i was like working on the pilot and we you know and so i had found this like safe haven which were makeup videos on youtube and i just like i because for a while i was like this is so bad for me like this is rotting my brain beauty stuff like makeup i know that but i was like wait this is providing so much relief and so much it's just like a, like i said mm-hmm. I keep saying a safe space and then i just kind of was like i'm just gonna go with it i'm like letting myself free and letting myself enjoy and indulge these things because time well spent i don't know whatever the saying is about if you just enjoyed it then it wasn't a waste so and then that's how i ended up wanting to start this podcast because 
now it's like been awakened within me. <laughs> I'm a girl who likes makeup. <laughs> but I've always liked food stuff. So, How does your boyfriend feel about the new you? He does not like it. He does not like it at all. He, like, when I, because we usually go to bed at different times. So whenever he does come to bed at the same time as me, I'm always like, um, I'm going to play a video. Like, I have to, <laughs> he just, like, gets so angry. Like, he just gets annoyed. And then he also does not like that I spend time watching makeup stuff because he also thinks it's brain rotting, which I understand. I always sound like, I get it. But sorry, dude. This is what I like. I don't but there must be something he does that's brain rotting, or does he just read um, complicated books in his spare time? He reads a lot, but we do the one kind of like card I have in my favor is that I. By the way, I don't know any sayings, so I just make them up. <laughs> this is the card in your favor. <laughs> like the other day, I said, "I know I'm going to bite myself in the foot later," or something like that. And, he was like, you just did like three of those things in one and it's not right at all. But he watches sports a lot and I try to like fight him with that. But he has he has his own podcast called The Great Debate. So mm-hmm. all he does is like knows how to argue his way out of stuff. So he has his own defense as to why. Because <laughs> sports is like team building and blah, blah, blah. But mm. makeup I, is art. It is art. And it is like it's a hobby. And but how does he that. feel about you now wearing more makeup than he used to? That he also doesn't like, but I don't care. Uh, to me, like my big spiel or my take on makeup is like nobody needs it. I don't need it. You don't need it. No one I know needs makeup. It's it's fun. It's a hobby. It's like I collect it. I like messing around with it. I like playing with it and learning about it. It is not this thing that I think I need. It's, it's not like now I can't go to the grocery store without my makeup. It's not that at all. And I, when I hear that, it makes me cringe because no one deserves to like feel like they're in a makeup prison. <laughs> makeup is fun and it's, it's, it's just for fun. Mm-hmm. The listener should know right now, it's very natural what you have going on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I usually don't wear any. I also don't wear makeup a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, oh, but no. I need to ask the tough question. Oh, no. What color concealer am I? No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, what are you? Do you know? Because um, I feel like that's a. Do you ever do you ever go to Makeup Alley? Is yeah. that even still a popular one? That's a website where a whole bunch of people. It's like Yelp for makeup. Basically, they write reviews of makeup. Um, and I used to look at it a lot. And people will be like, I'm an NC45. Right. And the I Mac. didn't even know what that meant. But it's, yeah, Mac terminology. Yeah, because Mac is so good about their shade ranges that mm-hmm. that's like kind of become the gold standard for how you refer to your skin tone. Right. So what are you, Dina? I don't know. I actually don't know what I am in Mac. I should ask someone. I should figure that out. But I know in concealer, in the NARS concealer, I'm creme brulee. So like try that, that on for size. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I really wanted are to they be all... vanilla custard, but or custard, but I'm crumbly. Are they all food names? Like, are they all puddings? I don't. <laughs> oh hi. Um, I don't know if they are, but yeah. And then in in tart shape tape, I think I'm somewhere between light neutral and like light medium honey. I want to be bread pudding with raisins. The that raisins would be my freckles. It's such a delicious flavor of concealer. <laughs> So the hard question. Oh my god. Here it comes. Esther Social Club oh, was a thing that Esther you Esther Club. Esther Club. Yeah. But but it was social. It was a social club, but it was called Esther Club. 
you, I was invited a long time ago yeah. and I showed up. I know. And how. And then I never heard anything else about it. Did it continue? <laughs> but did I get left off the list? And what did I do wrong? I can't even believe that you could ever think that would be possible. I mean, I can't. But I just, <laughs> I just gotta know. <laughs> so yeah. So Esther Club was. You made pins in it. I, I still have those pins somewhere. Oh, I do too. I'm such a cool dork. Um, <laughs> I yeah Esther Club. I was like, I want all the women that I know to hang out, get together, get to know each other. But this was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like this is a throwback. Might have been three years ago. Yeah, three three or I want to say four years ago. Yeah, maybe three years ago. It was. I just was like, I think. Yeah, I can't believe I did that. I totally forgot about Esther Club and need to bring it back. And I kept meaning to bring it back. Some women it, brought men. Did you notice there were some boyfriends there? I. Th- yeah, that's not cool. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. I just felt bad because I was like, I'm going out. It's a ladies thing. No, it to, was to a Daniel. ladies thing. Yeah. It's not for guys. It's not for the our male. It's not for male friends. It's not for boyfriends, husbands, anything. But yeah, so it was a it was a success. It was there were so many people there. It was great. Yeah, like, it was so much fun. And I met a lot of people that I really liked. Yeah, there's like my comedy friends, fashion friend, like all the different groups. also. Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried was there, not related to Esther Club. Okay. I didn't know how that happened, but all of a sudden she was there. And I'm like, I know you. I mean, I know who you are. It was a happy coincidence that <laughs> Amanda Seyfried and Justin Long were there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Did they know someone who was part of it? I actually must do have. think that someone at Esther Club was knew them and was talking to them, but it was just a happy accident, if you will. Um, but, it, you know, I intended to use that on the next flyer for Esther Club former appearances by Amanda <laughs> Seyfried. Um, but, you yeah, know, I haven't done it since. And there have been so many cool, great people I've met that I, I kept thinking like, oh, they'll be at the next Esther mm-hmm. Club, but I just haven't done it. Why? I know. Why have you not? You've been <sighs> too busy. I think it's also so dorky that you have to really be confident to have a women's social club named after yourself and to keep it going. But I, I need to just do it. <laughs> you are the S. You have yeah. the pins. We have pins. I'll, I have to make more pins, and yeah, I gotta, I gotta do that. But I will say that I, an episode of Alone Together, there's like a slight Esther Club aspect to it because there is a scene where there's T-shirts that say Esther Club on them. So it's not quite like the story isn't about Esther Club, but it's about me making friends and right. There's an Esther Club element. Okay, good. Yeah. Are you going to get married and have kids? I don't know. I don't know. Am I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no You've idea. You've been with your your boyfriend for a few a years time, now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. It's so not like a thing that I know about. I I here's what I do know. I know that growing up I when I was Jacob the dog and onward, I never wanted I was like I don't ever want to have kids. I never want to get married. Like I I always planned for a life where I was on my own, living by myself. I always thought like, okay, well, I'll I'll probably live by myself. I'll have to get a German shepherd or like a big scary dog and that's how I'll feel safe and um yeah, and I it's and I remember like having a conversation with my dad like 
man, like the world is really set out to like help people who are in couples because you have like synergy with expenses and like you Mm -hmm. split everything. And I just remember being like, it's going to be really hard. I don't know. It's like, why was I having this conversation with my dad when I was 18? But I was like, yeah, that sucks, but whatever. And I just never thought that I would have any of that. So the fact that I've been in a relationship that's like, you have to call it serious because we've been together for a long time. How long? Uh, Like coming up on five years. Mm -hmm. Um. But it, it's not like fully consistent. We've had, you know, everyone has their, um, you know, issues in, in the middle. Right. But uh, pretty much, I don't know, you know. Uh, so I don't know. It's weird that I'm in this position now where it does seem like that's a really long time to be with someone. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the deal? But I don't know. <laughs> I didn't mean it in a what's the deal way. I just no, meant I know. you... Um, seem excited by my baby i am he is so very exciting, excited but. by your baby i know it's you're like your baby is so cute he does give me baby fever a little bit so that's but i also thought then i later thought maybe i'm not gonna say no to kids but maybe if i do i'll do it much later and mm-hmm. but now i just don't know you know? right jacob the dog jacob the dog Let's talk about that for a minute <laughs> <laughs> why my aunt Deborah had a dog who was a German shepherd named Jacob and I just like loved him and wanted to be him and I was always obsessed with dogs. Wonder One Dalmatians is my favorite movie. Uh we had a dog named Duke who is so sad. He died of cancer when he was mm. four. Oh, that's so young. I know. And I barely remember him because I was really young when we had him. But my whole childhood I thought that I killed him because my older sister told me that I gave him a Reese's peanut butter cup on Halloween and he died. So I was always like kind of <sighs> unsure if I killed him or not. Oh. And then one day I was like, is that true? And my mom's like, no, he Duke had cancer. So there's like a lot of misinformation mm-hmm. in my childhood <laughs> that I'm still trying to clear up. Um, and then we had Dusty. I just have always loved dogs and wanted to be a dog. I don't know. It's so, I think it's kind of common. Well, I know that I, there were other names that I, if someone asked my name for a long time, you wouldn't hear Allison. What would you hear? Tasha. Why? Oh. Tasha or um, Browna. I think there was a girl at my preschool. <laughs> I'm wondering, like in the years since I've tried to make sense of Browna <laughs> as like, was it Bronwyn? But I couldn't read yet. So I think there really was someone named Browna. Uh-huh. Um, mostly those two. And I get it. There was those a woman. Cool names. There was a woman who babysat me who had a daughter named Tasha who was a couple years older than I was. And Tasha was going to be Darth Vader for Halloween. And I was going to be Holly Hobby for anyone old who's listening. Um, so then the next year I was Darth Vader. Like I wanted in the same way that you emulated Jacob the dog. Yeah. I, I looked at, I wanted to be Tasha. Yeah. I, well, I, I also relate to that of like a cool older girl mm-hmm. that you want to be like. Yeah. For sure. Oh, there were so many cool older girls yeah. that I, I remember um, my dad's best friend had two teenage daughters and for years, I wanted to be like them because mm-hmm. they had very layered hair that was um, like frost and tipped. And they, one time we were over at their house and they were dyeing their jeans in the washing machine with writ dye. Do you remember that? that you could, it was like this dye that you could buy at the store. What color? I don't know. May, or maybe they were tied on a t-shirt. I don't know what they were doing. They were doing something involving dye and a washing machine. And I really wanted to do it. But my mom was not, not on board with that. I had a cool older sister that, like, I looked up to. She was just, like, super cool girl. Mm-hmm. But 
she didn't give me the time of day, so I never got anywhere with it. So then I think when there were other cool older girls that like would maybe give me some time, right? That, that was like the coolest thing ever. What's the age difference between seven years? Okay, are you guys close now? Not really, but uh, we're like good. You mm-hmm. know, we we do fight, but we're good mostly. When you were Jacob the dog, you yeah. wanted to eat your food on the ground. Mm-hmm. What other Jacoby things did you do? So I was a major biter. So I bit <laughs> everyone. Um, I bit my sister, my dad, my sister's boyfriends, my everybody, except I, from what I hear, I never bit my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. Maybe because she was breastfeeding me. I don't I was breastfed till I was three and a half. That's another fun Jacob the dog mention. Um, Wait, how does that relate to Jacob the dog? I don't know. I just, but you just think it might. <laughs> it seems like. <laughs> Maybe that's why I never bit my mom. Okay. It's because she was like my nutrient right. source. Um, yeah. I, I bit a lot of people. And I do just remember eating pretzels out of a bowl on the floor. <laughs> and like, Without your hands? Yeah. Just your mouth. And trying to drink the water but couldn't. But eating <laughs> was easier. And... Yeah, I just wanted to be a dog, which I always think about because I know that, like, the there's a big conversation now about, like, little kids and, like, if they identify, what gender they right. identify as. Right, And I, people are starting to really take that seriously and, you know, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I always think, like, how, if, if this were happening now where a child says they're Jacob the dog, like, would someone... How would someone handle right. that? How would they handle it? Yeah. Because And how did your did your parents sounds like your parents just went along with it? Yeah, they they were just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your food on the floor. Like you were good. Right. Do you wish they had handled it differently? No, I, I don't have like so any like trauma associated with being Jacob the dog. It, I think it was like a fun thing. I'm mm-hmm. glad that they didn't say like no. I'm glad that they let me express myself that way. So I don't regarding the conversation around gender and what people identify as. I feel like I never truly a hundred percent identified or felt like a girl or a woman. That being said, I didn't feel, I don't, I've never felt like I'm in the wrong body. Yeah. Um, it's not like I feel like I'm more something else. It's just, I don't have a strong identification of like whatever woman means to people. That's me. I don't, like I've just always sort of like I'm just me and I don't know I wasn't it was so I have older half brothers but it was mostly it was just kind of me and my sister um because they're older and I feel like we were in a way like ra- raised either raised as boys or raised as like there was never a you can't do that because you're female yeah thing um also I think maybe having a weight problem I wasn't sexualized young like at all right um i don't know well, how about you and whether you have always felt strongly female i kind of relate to that like i definitely never felt like when i was younger oh there's certain things i can't do you know i didn't feel that that's it's almost like not until i've been in the workforce where that's more of an issue but well i, I will say though when i was in high school i one of my girlfriends and I, we were like, we're going to join the football team. But we were kind of being silly about it. And we went to the meeting and the 
football coach instantly like called us on our shit and was like he be, he didn't direct it towards us but he was like if anyone is here as a joke this is not funny it's this is really hard and just like really you could tell he was so angry right. that we were there which i think is kind of bullshit on one hand but also on the other hand like we were there as a joke but because we we just were like oh maybe we'll do some football practices and get good workouts whatever <laughs> but i think that like it's kind of bullshit that he was like Man, eh, you, you shouldn't be here. It's just not serious, right? It, it, he kind of he scared us. I don't remember the specifics he scary. of what he said, but it was really scary. And we we're like, okay, never mind. Which is like, fuck you. Like, you, why are you scaring us? Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Just because we're women and we're here, we're girls. Um, but yeah, I think that's only that's my only experience with that that I'm thinking of right now. Mm-hmm. But I definitely would like like to fight against any of that because i think it's bullshit i agree and let's take some questions that people sent in over twitter oh cool first i want to say i'm on patreon patreon.com slash allison rosen is where you go all sorts of fun stuff you can get bonus episodes uh, you can get access to an exclusive live video stream that's interactive you can get merch in the mail uh check it you can get so much access to me you'll be begging me to leave you alone Ooh. yeah there's a there's a level where i'll leave you alone <laughs> <laughs> so patreon.com slash allison rosen is where you go for that and uh let's take some questions when we ask we send them in they're wondering how you have been so thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans This one comes from Nate. What's the latest update on the surveillance camera in her parents' living room? Oh. So the camera was shut down. Now, it's it's in the works of going back up, but I did have a surveillance camera that I placed in my parents' living room, and I had a 24-hour live access feed on my phone to that and it was initially initially so that i could see my dogs because i had my dog pepper who was living there who i couldn't take care of um but i eventually asked for back and was told no that's why i have donut now and so pepper because they had become attached to pepper my dad did yeah oh so pepper and duncan are there and i for a long time i didn't have my own dog and i was I love dogs, as we've talked about. Right. So I was you like, wanted to be one. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is the perfect idea. I'll ha- always be able to see him sleeping in the middle of the night. I could just like pull it up. And and my parents were like, my dad was screaming, fuck no, you're crazy. <laughs> Stop making my life your toy. Like he was so angry. And then I somehow I got my mom on board and then she like got him to calm down about it. And then they said yes. And I think it took some adjustments where, like, they couldn't, you know, walk around in their underwear. They had to know that I would always have the capability of tuning in. <laughs> and it it then became – it was, so it was a first about, oh, I'll see the dogs. And then it became about, like, tuning in and seeing my parents, like, flossing their teeth on Friday at 9 o'clock while watching TV and just, like, all the weird things mm-hmm. that I caught them doing. And I had – I started a blog, which I think is familycam.tumblr.com. And I have it pinned on my Twitter so you can see like all the screenshots that I took of while I had it up. It was it was a great old time. But why is it down? Um, they think the camera just stopped working and we haven't replaced it. Mm. But I, I do intend to replace it. 
When your dad said, stop making my life your toy, what does he mean? Well, because I was periscoping a lot at that time and I would always call my parents while I was on periscope and like mess with them and and I would always try to periscope them and my dad just really hated he always felt like I was making a mockery of him. Were you? Yeah, but he was funny. It was worth it. Mm-hmm. It was it was worth it. And Ulysses Atkins says, does she still try and gross out boys? <laughs> I wonder what you're referring to as what I used to do. I, I think you you used to put your you'd like Put your finger in your underwear and then pull it out yeah, and show it. I haven't done that. Well, I would like rub it on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did that to my friend Matt once. I haven't done that since, but uh, I did have leg hair that was like one out of every three men. I was beating them with how much leg hair I had. Mm-hmm. But then I had a fitting last week and the stylist was like, you're this outfit's gonna look great but you're gonna shave your legs and i was like okay yeah you're right it's time (laughs) so i did there my leg hair is gone but it was more than my dad's more than i think it was like on par with my boyfriend but he's like super hairy so but it was we were in the editing for alone together and i made all the guys show me their leg hair and i was had more than a couple of them and what made you decide to grow it out i just don't care like i just didn't feel like shaving it and I feel like I see it now. I see cool, forward-thinking like women with like ar- hair. I see armpit hair. Yeah, I see. I've seen both. Mm-hmm. And when I see that, I'm like, "That's me. That's who I am too." So why am I shaving? Right. But I, I would do. Sh- and then I also we had a photo shoot for alone together, and the makeup artist was like, "You should shave your underarms for this. I think they'll want you to." And then I, that's when I shaved my. Underarms. Did you feel shamed? No, because I'm like, I I do feel kind of embarrassed mm-hmm. when I'm not in everyday life, but when I'm like doing something for work, I do feel a little embarrassed because it's like kind of on me to take care of my body. And so I was just like, oh, yeah, you're, I was like, oh, yeah, I was just a little embarrassed mm-hmm. as opposed to um, I wasn't embarrassed, but I was not I didn't feel ashamed because I get it. They're right. just looking out for me. Right. It's not like someone at the grocery store is like, shave your armpits, you pig. It's like. Yeah, but it is someone telling you there's a way in which you're not conforming. Yeah, but I don't think it's it's the time like doing a marketing shoot for the show is like not the time for me to have like hair and arm hair and like be a jerk about it when that's not what they want i think it's more something that i have to do when it's on my own Mm -hmm. dime so to speak on my instagram or on my short film or whatever it is that i do i feel like i i have to do some conforming to play the game and be a part of things the way that i people expect a little bit to a certain degree because do you feel like if you weren't to do that then it's distracting from the show i think so or like i change the conversation i don't think that's what they signed up for i don't i think if i came out guns a blazing like i have body hair this is who i am i think that's different and i just don't and i don't want to feel uncomfortable lifting my arms up and having people like talk about it Mm -hmm. and like i said though i maybe i'm wrong and i should have just kept it but i i feel like i want to really respect what people's wishes are who are like I'm working for them. Mm-hmm. I, I want to respect what they want to a certain extent, of course. Is it the network that you were thinking? When you when you say they, do you mean? Yeah, just anyone there at the shoot. You know, I don't want someone who's there to be like, 
uh, to to not know what to do and be put in an uncomfortable position. And you know, I right. just feel like why I put. I know that I'm a thousand times more comfortable not wearing a bra. And my mom will be like, it's, you just need to go get fitted. You've never been like, – for a thousand years, she's been telling me that- to go be professionally fitted. And I've never done it and I don't want to and I probably never will because I don't – just don't – I'm just not into it. But in general, like the first thing I do when I get home is take my bra off. That is so crazy to me because I am so uncomfortable not in a bra. Really? I know people like that. I know people who would prefer to sleep in a bra. I don't want that, but like I can't walk around my house without a bra on. What what's the discomfort? I just like, like want to be in place like I don't want to feel like floppy crazy. Yeah. Or cuz it hurts. It'll actually it's just that it hurts like going up the stairs, I would have to like hold on. And mm-hmm. I don't have like huge boobs, but anyways, right. but it just like they're sensitive and I would need to hold on to huh. them. Yeah. I don't have that. I, I mean, I I don't have the thing where I'm ever more comfortable in a bra. Do you have any like comfy bras though? They're all pretty comfy. That's the thing. <laughs> like they're all non-underwire, the the comfiest you can get, and I, I almost, still find them I, like, uncomfortable. Don't believe you. I feel like you don't have the right. I know. I hate to be your mom about it. It's okay, mom. But like, I have like very comfy bras that I wear. What I brand? Um, this one is Hanro, which is su- super expensive, but they go on sale, and hmm. you can get them really cheap. I think mine are Warner's, which are super cheap. Except this is like a discontinued brand, so I had to go on Amazon. I'll link to it if you guys want okay, to buy my I'm bra just on Amazon. Show you this. Is oh, like, do you see this? Like, yes. Does this look. That looks like a sports bra. It's not. Like, it looks, that, but I'm saying that's how comfortable it looks. Yeah. Do you not have? Do you have something like this? No. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> Wait, can I see? But yeah. that's like a t-shirt. Like you're not exposing yourself if you lift your shirt up. What's going on at the top of it? It's like that. It I totally think. is. Is it? This is. It looks super comfy. Yeah, I call them like. Uh, like house bras or something. Yeah. Okay. I'll just show you. Just like this is what I have. Going yeah. That's on. not. That's a real bra. It's this a bra. Is like a house bra. Yeah. Oh my god. But I feel like that actually wouldn't provide enough support if I'm going to be out of the house. It's enough for walking around. Yeah. Okay. It's enough. You can't exercise in them, right. but it's you can definitely go about. Does your it life. have like a racer back or what kind of back? No, does it it's have a normal, but normal back. Hmm. All right. I'm sold. I'm in. I mean, this is crazy. Because what I was gonna say is, despite the fact that I'm like. Why are you shaving your armpits for the man? <laughs> uh, I am so much more comfortable not wearing a bra. And yet the second I'm a little bit like someone new is in my environment, I'm like, I got to go run and put on a bra. <laughs> so I, I am someone who is not I, like I'm not comfortable being like, this is who I am. I'm braless. Actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm envious of people who go braless because I think it's like a cute look, but I just can't do it. It just. I don't like the feeling or the sensation of it. Yeah. Let's do Just Me or Everyone. Okay. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. James Leroy Wilson says, feel a sense of betrayal that we're supposed to be buying vinyl albums again. I don't really feel betrayal, but I get what you're saying of like, didn't we move past this? Why are we supposed to? I didn't know we were supposed to be buying buying them again. Well, I just, I think, well, that's, are we supposed to be buying them again? Or is it some people never stopped buying them? I don't know. I think, I think there are like certain bands will release vinyl. I don't know. What do you play it on though? I don't know. Yeah. It's tough because I 
am like I think look at people who still buy vinyl and I'm like what's crazy people and then I'm like I still buy CDs and that's insane that's like pathetic I still want I still own the CD of songs I don't do that but I can't get rid of my CDs I still have a CD collection yeah even though I barely ever listen to anything on CD anymore uh, yeah, I have I have a really really old car, so I listen to CDs in my car, and I'm like, this is cr- I'm this is crazy. I'm like dating myself. It's but I like the the liner notes. Yeah, I like being able to look at all that. Well, I also like the sensation of like going to buy something at the store, and so when I'm just listening to everything on Spotify or buying it on iTunes or whatever, I'm not getting that. Right. Where do you go, Amoeba? No. I will order it online or go to like a Target or whatever. Mm. I don't know. It's they're hard. It's not easy to find CDs. Right. I used to love going to Tower Records. Yeah, I think Which, we had Virgin in our. Yeah, I liked both of those. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just my whole thing. Is that I buy? It's crazy that I'm doing that. So I don't know what my answer is to your question. I'm sorry. And then, do you burn them once you get them? No. You just listen to the CD. And then I listen to it on Spotify. <laughs> so it's like, I don't, sometimes right. you just, it's like so strange. Jen says, when asked, did you find everything you needed? I say yes, even if I didn't. Yeah, I did. I do that too. I can have a very frustrating experience at the store. I definitely did not find what I needed. And the person will say, did you find everything you needed? And I'll say yes. Well, because by that point you're at the checkout right. and it's like too late anyway. So why it are you seems asking? Like, yeah. It, if, and if you answer honestly, it seems like you're just being cranky. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because usually they're like, I think, I think one time I probably was honest because I know that she was like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but you still didn't have whatever I was looking for. It is a question that people in that position should like really think about and think about having a different question there. Right. It's not quite helpful at that moment what is the purpose are they offering to go you can go run and get your bananas or are they just it almost feels like a manipulative sort of like getting you like at the end of a cert when you call like the cable company or someone and they're like at the end they're like and did i answer all your questions for you well no i guess that is them actually wanting to know if they answered all their questions for you Jeff, edit out me. (laughs) Take me out of this podcast. (laughs) Here's a thing that Jeff is going to have to cut out. (laughs) What, again? (laughs) Yeah. What is the purpose of that question? Jeff, what do you think? I think it's just a customer satisfaction thing. I think it's it's well-intentioned. It's, oh, how are you doing today? Mm -hmm. But I always lie, too, because as as a practical matter, you're supposed to say, no, I couldn't find the chocolate syrup. And then they'll go. Do you want us? Oh, to do get you want it? me to get it? Yeah. Or, and I don't want that. I don't want to hold up the line. I don't want to hold up the people in line. And if I haven't found it by then, it's like, well, I just right. gave up. We yeah. made our peace with yeah. with it at that point. Yeah, because if you didn't find everything you needed, you should have asked someone to help you find it before you got in line. And then, yeah, it's pretty pointless. But I, it's probably like you said, it's definitely not ill willed. It's just like yeah. a thing that you're taught to say. Yeah, but there's nothing you can do about it unless he said. It's in aisle six, and I said, all right, don't go get it, but I'm going to make a note, and I will keep that for future reference. But that's insane. Yeah, that would be crazy. (laughs) But that's the only way to make it realistic. Right. John Schember says, outside of military and hunting situations, camo apparel seems extra visible. I never thought about it that way, but yes, it's true. 
Is it because we like notice it? I think it's so, so familiar. Yeah, it's so like that person is paramilitary. Yeah. I actually don't know what the specific meaning of paramilitary is. I hope I used it sort of right. Sandra Braga says, just me or everyone, ever wonder if you could only do one or the other for the rest of your life, what would it be? Burping or farting? Hashtag I chose fart. I choose fart is what she says. If you could only burp or fart for the rest of your life, which would you choose? It's like not, but to me, that's not like, it's such a weird one because it's not like you're choosing French fries or pizza. It's Mm -hmm. like giving up one of those things doesn't feel like a hard choice. Right. That's true. But that said, which one would you give up? Um, I think I would just like dealer's choice. Oh, you don't care? <laughs> no. I think let's... What if, what if you lost one but doubled the other? Because I think that the idea is like what would have been all your burps are now going to be farts. So you're farting for two or you're burping for two. Which would you choose? I, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm not, this is, this is Have you not burped in 500 years or something? No, it's, I didn't burp for like ever. Like I, all throughout high school and like, I just like never burped and was always like, I don't know how to burp, but now I do. And like, (laughs) because I, I wasn't used to doing it now when it happens, I'm like, it's kind of cool to me. Mm, So you choose burp. So, but the same time. I have no manners about it because mm-hmm. I don't, because like I said, it doesn't like bother me. Yeah. I'm just like, it's whatever. So I guess maybe I would give up burping because I'm like, I don't have the right etiquette for it. Do, are you surprised when you burp? Or it's just yeah. not second nature to hide it? It's it's kind of both. It's also like when it happens, I'm like, oh, that happened so fast. Like I didn't have a chance to like get a sense of what that would be like. And it just came out. I don't know. Do you have an idea of why you didn't burp? For, like, did you bring no this up idea. to a doctor? No, <laughs> I didn't. And every time I told people, they'd be like, everyone just assumed it was a lie. Uh-huh. But I, I didn't for many years, and I have no idea why. This is kind of fascinating. Yeah, but I do now, and it's normal now. The first time you burped after this long no burp phase, though, were you like, what was that? No, because I will say that if I, I knew that I could always drink, if I like drink a bunch of seltzer water, I could have like a manufactured burp Mm -hmm. so i could do those so i knew what that felt like but i never had a burp outside of that no organic burps no can you burp on command is that a thing i i still remember i always always wanted to be able to make myself burp it just seemed like such a cool it's like Like a party trick yes such a cool parlor trick and something where like if you knew how to do that you'd always be able to entertain yourself yeah i spent a long night at college hanging out with my friend elisa and she taught me how to do it and i don't know if i can still do it but i think i should probably try oh my god okay (coughs) i'm gonna do it again Uh (laughs) (laughs) that was that was not me But I can't get like a rich redolent. That was just like a. But how did you even do that? You need more practice. <clears throat> oh my oh, god! Nice. <laughs> I want to roll. <laughs> you, it's and I remember Elisa saying this, and also I remember the pain that eventually you get after you do it. It's all about the in burp. So it's like you force air. You kind of do something where you force air in and then you push it out. That was the that was the in, the in burp makes it that was the in burp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
they're getting better and better. That was so good. <laughs> that was so good. You oh know what God. this is? This is something that I'm going to hear about in iTunes comments, <laughs> in unfavorable <laughs> iTunes comments, and potentially on Twitter. But if you like what you're hearing, <laughs> leave us a nice comment uh, on iTunes. iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go to subscribe. It was so much fun having you on the show. I know. I love talking to you. Me too. It's, so it's been easy. too long. You have to come back on Weird Adults. I would like to. Yeah. So now so you're doing Weird Adults and Glowing Up. Yes. And they both are how frequently? Um, Glowing Up comes out every Tuesday. And that's for if you're into girly talk, like, you know, makeup, beauty, diet, exercise, just me and Caroline chatting. And then Weird Adults comes out on Fridays. We don't have one every Friday, but we're trying to get there. And that's for if you just like hearing interviews or sometimes I do solo episodes. Um, So that's for if you're not into the girly stuff and you'd like a more, you know basic type of podcast <laughs> although you could say that the girly one is right more basic, i caroline he, referred to herself as basic yeah so. i don't know i'm trying to remember what she specifically was talking about i mean we talk it, about before your discussion of salads <laughs> we talk about limited edition starbucks drinks that's like the height of basicism mm-hmm. so yeah by the way is the inverse of basic extra because I, I only very re- are you, but you're familiar with the term extra, yeah. meaning like m- melodramatic, or, yeah. right? I only recently learned that one. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the inverse of basic. Okay, I think the inverse of basic is like just someone who's really cool, right? And like stands out in the crowd. Because I was wondering. A lot of weird feelings in the burp center of oh my, my body. Oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. It's not pain. It's just the feeling like another one, another burp could slide out at any moment. Whoa. Like I might have taken in more air than I expelled. So, <laughs> so who knows? Anything could happen. <laughs> that was not me. That was, that was someone I aspire to. <laughs> that was the Tasha of burps. <laughs> uh, Esther, let them know where they can find you and plug everything. Yeah, so my Instagram is Esther Monster. My Twitter is Little Esther. And my podcast, Weird Adults, is on Feral Audio and as is Glowing Up. That's also on Feral Audio. And we have our own Instagram for Glowing Up, which is Glowing Up Podcast. And if you are interested in that stuff, we have a Facebook group called Glowing Up. We have an email address, glowinguppod at Gmail, where we take beauty questions and tips and advice from our listeners. And Alone Together is going to be in free form in January. And if you follow me on Instagram and Twitter, you'll have all the appropriate updates on that. Yay. Jeff, where can we find you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. And um, I will have Amazon links to stuff that we talked about in this episode. Click through. Let them know who sent you. You can buy my bra, you guys, if I can find it on there. <laughs> Do they sell the kind of bra that you are wearing I don't on think Amazon? so. But Those. Calvin Klein makes good bras like this too though okay be there all right uh follow me on twitter at allison rosen follow the show's twitter feed at a-r-i-y-n-b-f and uh if you like what you're hearing subscribe i know i said it a moment ago but in case you tuned in for the last minute itunes.com slash allison rosen thank you for listening thank you for being on the show thanks listeners i love you guys goodbye hey do you know about the allison rosen show Yeah, Alison Rosen is your new best friend.